Hello, thank you for joining us. You know what day it is. It's Rebroadcast Monday. And don't we have a show for you today? Yes, you guessed it. Do you, boo? It's the Thandie Newton Dilemma. Come on in, sit back, and enjoy the ride that is Insane Rhetoric. Good morning, Insane Rhetoric. Good morning, good morning. What's up, what's up, what's yanking? You know what we back to do. The world is upside down, ready to turn the world right side up, if we can. <laughs> what's happening, sister? What's happening? What's going on? It's all good in the neighborhood. How y'all doing this morning? Insane Rhetoric listeners, how y'all doing? Man, look, it's been a rough week. <sighs> You know, I just—I don't know what to say about this week. Right. This week. Man, listen, we up here in the north, man. We got snow. It was horrible. Like I like, it took me like three days to get my car out the snow. You know, wow. shoveling, shoveling ice and snow, and it's still here. <laughs> you know, how uh, how deep is the snow in Missouri, and where you uh, live? It was a. Uh, it was probably about once it finished, probably about two feet, three feet. Wow. Well, we yeah. haven't had our our annual snow yet. What annual snow is that? It doesn't snow in Houston. Well, I was hoping I was hoping we would have another snow this February. You know, like when Fled Cruz left and went to Cancun. Yeah. Last year. <laughs> oh, I should I shouldn't say Fled Cruz. Ted Cruz. That, that, that's what he did. He fled. Okay. Matter of fact, I give you a better word. He upscounded. Yeah. That's what we said when it happened. Then we called it. We said he absconded. He absconded. In season one, we was talking about him. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But what's going on? What's the word? What we got up for today? You know, it's the weekend, baby. It's the weekend. I know. It's it's the weekend. Next week. Hey, y'all. Guess what? So two things happening next weekend. Y'all make sure y'all tune in. And by the way, if y'all watching right now, just go ahead on and hit that subscribe button and start, you know, following us so you can get these when we put them up. When we come on, you can get the notification. But okay, the notifications. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. Because I button. subscribe to Starbucks. Oh, oh, you went and got your, you went and got your. Oh, uh, hey. you, you didn't go get quick trip, quick trip today. Not today. Starbucks is closer. So listen, you know. y'all. So okay, so listen. He hey. normally in season one. <laughs> He used to go to Quick Trip every day. But now, now he look, he, he going to Starbucks. Now I'm going to Starbucks. Okay. I had made, I made enough money to afford a cup. Ooh, ooh, look. Click my heels three times. Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. Hey, Starbucks got some banging coffee though. You know what I'm saying? They high as a kite, but okay. and I think I think I think they put liquid crack in Starbucks, you know what I'm saying? Because boy, that stuff is addicting. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Starbucks coffee is yeah. like something about it. It's just it's addicting. It's it's super good. You know, you got those mocha latte, frappe, caramel fudge, chocolate. <laughs> I mean, they be having some straight okay. names for their coffee, but it be fire. I ain't okay. even had a Starbucks. Okay, I got to give a shout out. Shout out. See, I'm drinking my I'm drinking my tea this morning. Okay. 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 I made my own tea. Is that a stress-relieving tea? Uh, no, it's just the morning, daily morning green tea. 
Oh, okay, because you know they they have some teas that's actually for different things for anxiety, stress. Yeah. Relief, no, this is just a regular morning. Sleep aid, yeah, because we don't we don't need you driven a sleep aid tea. No, fall asleep on the show. Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm give a shout. Thanks. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a shout out to Republic Republic teas, Republic of teas. Because okay. I'm drinking Republic of teas. Okay. Click my heels three times. Republic of teas. Republic of teas. Republic of teas. Sponsorship. Republic of teas. Oh, that was Republic. that was. I Republic of Tees, okay. So, all right. Yeah. So, we got a, We got an endorsement for Republic of Tees, and we got an endorsement for uh, Starbucks. Okay, well, that's cool. Okay, all right. there you go. <laughs> you know, like I say, like Starbucks is trading on the open market. They, you know, they're pretty reasonable. They buy some shares in, the, in, in Starbucks. Okay. This might be something I need to get into. All right. All right. Hey, Ohio, man. I know you're watching. Hey, what up, my dude? What up, my guy? How you living? Y'all don't need to know who that is. Just know that we know who Ohio man is, and we saying hello. Yeah, and what's up to Grandmaster VU? Grandmaster VU, you coming in today? <laughs> Shouts out to him. He's a smart guy. Appreciate you. What? Okay, y'all go hit the subscribe button, because we get ready yeah, to get started. Subscribe. So, all right, what we on today? Okay, listen. Okay, so so you know you know you know that this actress, she's a British actress. Her name is Sandy Martin. I don't know why I want her to be Sandy Martin. Her name is Sandy Newton. Little skinny girl. What is she British in? Actress. What what so, why would so, I know her? Why, why, why so, would I know her? So she was in Westworld, she was in God's Country, she was in um Norbert. She was she, in Norbert? Yeah, she was the girl that Norbert liked. Okay, okay, because I wouldn't know her in nothing else. She was in Good Deeds with Tyler Perry, the girl that the girl that Tyler Perry liked in Good okay. Deeds. Okay, never watched it. Yeah. Okay, so I would just know her from Norbert, the girl that he liked. Okay, okay, I got that Okay. Yeah. And she was in uh, the film version of The Color Purple. I, oh, I'm sorry, not The Color Purple. The film version of for colored girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow is enough that Tyler Perry did. Okay. With Jan, uh, Janet Jackson and Loretta Devine and my, my all-time favorite, Felicia Allen. Okay. I don't know nothing about those movies. So like I said, I've oh, okay. never seen any of those. Well, she was in the, she was, okay, so so here recently, like within the last couple of days, she, she came out with a tearful video. Why? She, well, no one really knows the why, what happened, like why she was crying on the video. Okay, we know why she was crying on the video, but like we don't know what 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 went first, like what what prompted the video. Yeah. So she came on, she had a video, a Twitter video, and she she was apologizing to all the dark skinned actresses. Why? She said she was apologizing for taking their roles, taking their men, for being a light-skinned actress. She had been, I guess, you know, experienced racism through people, you know, talking about her light skin and not actually being um, 100% of African descent. Her mom is Zimbabwe, from Zimbabwe. And name, name her dad is British. 
Name me one person in America that's 100% anything. And she was crying and she was saying, like, she got the movie roles and she knows that, you know, black actresses, darker skin actresses feel like she took their roles from them and she took their men, but, but she, wanted to, she apologized for that. And she but, cried and she was like, But is it possible? Is it possible that actually that she was just more qualified for the role? You I don't know if it would be qualified, but maybe she just, her look and the way she did that's qualified that's qualified right when when hollywood was just perfect does, for the role but, maybe but, okay but but no but when hollywood do something we already know because of who they are they are looking for a specific thing okay just like but maybe maybe that's her point maybe hollywood was looking for a light-skinned black woman but that ain't her fault that's my point it's not her fault that she well, met the criteria. She she that's met, why she was crying. But, but that said, ain't your fault. How you gonna be tripping off of something that ain't she, your fault? But she was apologizing and didn't nobody ask her for an apology. Right. So what you apologizing for? That's what we all want to know. Inquiring my, my, no, my I mean, we, I mean, I'm I'm looking at it like this. Listen, if if you if you get picked for a role, yeah, say yep, for yep. instance. I, I I I get picked for something and uh somebody else is up for it and I beat them out or they beat me out. <laughs> then they did something extremely better or they had the look that that person was looking for and they cast them in the position. It's as simple right. as that. It's business. Now don't get me wrong. Don't 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 get me wrong at all that to say like, okay like Hollywood is not racist ah, no I'm not gonna say that at all because yeah clearly it's some stuff that goes on in Hollywood that a lot of people don't know about but yeah but my thing is it's just like okay uh now everybody knows that Cleopatra was black uh-huh, uh-huh. everybody knows that she's of Egyptian descent Everybody knows that Kilia Pratchett was black. But if you look in Hollywood, they always cast Cleopatra as what? White, fair-skinned, super light. Everybody knows that Samson was of dark skin color. But when you look at Hollywood, they cast them as a white guy. Okay, and not always. No we know that's not the case. That not always. N- no, there been, there's been the a production picture. of Samson where there was a, Samson was a black guy, but that was mostly a black cast. That was mostly a black cast, and the people who did that those uh, productions were mostly black directors. Historically, historically, white people cast Samson as being a white guy, which he was not. So if they're looking for a particular thing or a particular criteria or a look, then if you got it, what are you beating yourself up for because your DNA produced a light-skinned black woman? Please get over that. That ain't that ain't that ain't that ain't that is that's not your fault. And to the thing about dating, if you took somebody's man. 
that wasn't that other person's man in the first place. So yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to tell you about that. That's just crazy. You sitting over here beating yourself up because of the way you look, because you think you took somebody else's part. If they didn't get it, it wasn't meant for them to have it. It's as simple as that. <sighs> and now yeah. a word from my sponsor, Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks, please drink Starbucks because it is the official coffee of insane rhetoric. And, the and official to somebody. Tea. And to somebody else, beat y'all spot out. Nah, y'all better come on with a sponsorship. I'm trying and, to tell you. <laughs> and for now, the, the official tea is Republic of Teas. Yeah, okay. so, so I mean, I, I don't I don't see no point in... Uh, that was kind of shameless. That was a shameless hustle right there. Yeah. Starbucks and Republic of Teas. Okay, yeah. go ahead. I'll make your point. I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't understand why she's down on herself. But you know what? You know, people with 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 power like that and finances like that, they they usually generally have some major problems. Like, well, what, was your, what was your girl name who designed the purses? Kate Spade. Oh yeah, she mental health issues. Yeah, right. Super, super, superstar when it came to designer. Money out the just out the trap, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But had health, had mental health issues that caused her to take her life, or whatever the case may be, or the circumstances mm-hmm. behind it. I don't know the logistics, but you know, when I heard about that, it was just like you don't know what people wrestle with on a day to day basis, man. That's yeah. why I say she, you got to be careful how you treat people because that person you treat might click out and do something to you, or then they might just feel like the world ain't throwing me no love i'm gonna just go do it to myself and yeah. we have had people in in the past what month that has done that people's children you know what i'm saying just a array of things this is crazy man so so what struck me when i was watching the video was you know because she she she's also dealing with some stuff with um racial issues and civil stuff going on in Zimbabwe like she 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 also sending out apologies to the president of Zimbabwe talking about she's sorry she knows she's of of Zimbabwe descent but that you know she got to speak out on racial inequality so she apologizing to a lot of folks but um but what I wanted to talk what what I want to talk about this stuff So y'all know, well, y'all may not know because y'all need to go listen. Listen, we're on a lot of different podcast platforms, not just YouTube. So y'all need to go and find this Insane Rhetoric podcast and follow and listen because we just did a show where we talked about uh, book banning, a book banning in Tennessee. And Mm -hmm. then when we, you know, kind of dove into that, we discovered that... um, a Michelle Obama book is on the list to be banned in a lot of places too. Where she talked, it was because she talked about being made fun of when she was a youngster, uh, mm-hmm. that she spoke properly. Okay? Whatever, whatever proper means. Okay, so 
So, um, well, the other reason they don't like that book is they said that she uh, was against Donald Trump and that wasn't fair. But but the part I want to talk about today is the part where she say she used to be made fun of because she spoke properly. So listen, y'all, if you listen to us, you don't, you don't, you hear us talk about an array of things. But um, so we talk about black on white relationships, white on black relationships. We talk about a lot of different relationships. And we also talk about black on black relationships. And so I wanna talk about that because that's what I thought about when um, Sandy Newton came up with this apology that no one needed or asked for from her. Uh, but so, okay, here go one of my stories. I'm gonna try not to make it too long, okay? I know I'll be making my stories long. Don't, I don't wanna hear it. Okay, so when I was a little girl, there was someone in my life, very dear in my life, who made sure to tell me frequently that I wasn't light-skinned enough to pass. Now, listen, y'all. I was a sheltered little girl. Y'all be noticing now, it'd be stuff I'd be learning and I'm old. Like, I, I was a sheltered little girl. So I was in my Black world. I, so I was in my Black world and then my world changed to where I went into a, a white world a diverse world, whatever, okay? But most of my world was still a black world. So, and it was a, it was a bougie, oh, it was a bougie black world. So like, I was good. I actually thought my world was better than the white world. Like I didn't, I, anyway, but <laughs> Somebody in my life tried to like make sure I knew that I wasn't light enough to pass in the white world. And that that did it was hurtful. Cause I was like, it wasn't hurtful because of passing or anything like that. It was hurtful because it was like, why is my light skin a problem? And I didn't even see myself as light skin. Yeah, right. I'm not light-skinned. Okay, but apparently I, I was light-skinned and it was a bad thing that I was light-skinned. So I had this identity thing the whole time I was growing up, like I wanted to be darker-skinned. You know, you see in the movies all the time how people be wanting to be lighter-skinned. I wanted to be darker-skinned because the person that was telling me was a dark-skinned person. And as I grew up and became an adult and, and really understood some things, I know now that this person came through a time where they were being called Jigaboo, Sam Black Sambo. You know, Black was really bad. They were being called ugly things in reverse of what they were doing to what me, is, but then they turned around and did it to me. What is a Black Sambo? I ain't never heard that term before at all. So there's, there's a book that's been banned. It was called Little Black Sambo. It was being read in the schools like back in the 20s, 30s. Mm -hmm. And Little Black Sambo lived in the jungle and his face, his body was like black. And 
it's kind of like a gingerbread man story to kind of put it in perspective. You know, you can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Put it in a perspective. Kind of. It, okay. Anyway, so black We actually, so we actually gave. So we had a a, a cousin who, uh, when when he had his first baby. You know, education is important in my family, and so we all gave this child his first library right mm -hmm. um so everybody in the family gave the child this was this was the directive that everyone in the family give the child a book from their childhood mm -hmm. okay and the child received a book from the um uh, jane and jack series see jane run see mm -hmm. okay the child received little black sambo, like green eggs and ham, like where the wild things are. Like the child received like all these different books from all the different childhoods and all the different decades of childhood, right? Mm -hmm. Because y'all heard me say it a lot in, in, in my family, it's not about it's not about not knowing these things. It's about having these teachable moments about why these things would be wrong, why we don't do them anymore. Like it's by so the child got all these books for their first birthday. See, this, this is my problem. That's what's up. This is my problem. My problem is simple. My problem is this: like, if you don't love the skin you in, like I do, I love the skin that I'm in. I like being me you know, because there's no other one. So if you don't like who you are, I think that's that's not a people around you problem. I think that's a you problem. Yeah. Because my thing is I never wanted to be like anybody else. So when I grew up, I figured out that that was a you problem for this particular person and I began to understand but I'm just saying it happens. It happens a lot in Black culture that we don't like light-skinned Black people or we don't like dark-skinned Black people. Like, for a you long time, that. we made light-skinned brothers upset because we was all wanting the dark-skinned brother. Then then for a long time, we was making the dark-skinned brothers upset because okay. we was okay. all wanting the light-skinned okay. brothers. Okay, okay, okay. Not me, but I'm just saying, like, so they, it was making a big deal in the media and all of that about so you like light-skinned brothers you want a no. white brother no i don't like light-skinned dudes and hey, listen y'all okay listen <laughs> okay this is gonna get good <laughs> son i love you son i love you son you you got you you the white woman from ireland you got her you got her genetics from me i'm so sorry i'm not saying i don't like you son <laughs> 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 But if I, let me tell you, if I had, if I, I tend, I, I'm not saying that I, I, I'm not, I, clearly my son is light-skinned. I, listen, I, I'm not saying, okay, listen, if I, if I just, just from aesthetics, just like look at a dude and just think, oh, he, oh, he's sexy. Oh, he, nine times out of 10, he going to be a dark-skinned dude. 
okay. Well, I mean, that's 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 fine and all. I was, I'm just, but I was just, I was just, you know, I was just asking. But my thing is, like, I go deeper than I that. Think, okay, man. Listen, I go deeper than that. You ain't got to be dark skinned, but I'm just saying. I don't want to cut myself out of nothing. I don't want to cut myself out of nothing. You hear me? Huh? Your credit score got to be good for me. <laughs> See, that's there you go. Yeah, I, I don't I, like. It ain't a light skin. I'm just, dark but skin. you asked me. But you asked me. You asked me if I just look. What I'm like. Yeah, I, I I get it. You know, but see, you, didn't ask, me, but you see, didn't ask me all the criteria. You just said no, I, I did. But this is what I'm saying. What like, I'm like. like, it's funny how people perception is shaped. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, it's like, okay, I I want this, this one, this dark skinned sister over here, or this light skinned sister over here, because they can do this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? But instead of finding out like really what is in that person if just going off they 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 looks so men do that all the time so my question to you is do women do that too they just go off of what they see and not try to find out because uh society has painted the picture that women are nurturers yeah i ain't gonna go with that all the time and that they look for the intellect before they look for the physicality, I think that's BS too. But they painted paint the picture like, oh, that's they they go around the situation and look and see what other qualities that you have. But if you don't see the physical person first and then get to know the physical, you don't know what the intellectual is even remotely about. So so you, you how, how how do you go get a guy? You go get it, oh he looks smart. <laughs> do yeah. you do you do you do that? Do you just oh, like he, he, no. he looks like he's intelligent and then go get grab his phone number? No. So you, look off, so you do the same thing that so you do the same thing to men. Do you go off the physicality of what a person no. looks like? No. Okay, so what do you I mean? Doing? I mean, I'm just saying you have you I mean I could get in the conversation rhetoric listeners, he know I could get in a conversation with anybody. That ain't what I'm asking. I'm saying I might be sitting there talking to you about anything and I see that you are intelligent, then I'm I'm more interested. Okay. Like, but it won't like, matter to me at that point or any point if that's you're, I haven't I even asked. noticed at this point that that's you are dark asked. or light because I'm on because I'm sitting there talking to you. That's not what I asked. Okay, I, well, said, I don't get it because I I said, how would you go about getting a man or see somebody that you're interested in and you want to strike up a conversation about them what is the first thing that you notice about okay, that so, person so there's a problem because i don't i don't notice that first that that's what I'm my, asking my problem you. is my my thing is that i'm i'm just talking to people i don't notice whether or not you physical or, or none of that until i've talked to you and found you interesting. So, so that means that you're talking to everybody under the sun. If you encounter somebody walking down the street, what is the first thing that you see if you might be interested in that man? What is the first thing I you I don't notice? think about being interested in a man first. That's not my first concern. My first, I'm walking down the street. I'm going, oh, hey. Oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, Good I'm morning. A, I, I, 
well, personally, I know you, so I mean that that is what you do. But in, this, <laughs> in this case, I'm simply saying to you, if you took notice of a guy that's walking down the street or you're seeing him at the car dealership or whatever, you like, what is the first thing that you would say that brings would bring interest about him? What would you notice? Since we got to paint this picture so clear. What would you notice about that person? I can't answer your question. Yes, you can. Because if I remember correctly, one of your favorite actresses, I know I'm going to jack his name up, is Elba. Right. So what was the first thing that you know? What was the first thing that you noticed about him? He had some, he was on some uh, uh, TV show talking. He was like on some... He was on some show. So what was the before I even know who that like he was an act like I was watching some TV show years ago, and he was on some show, and I was like, oh he oh he kind of intelligent. Then the next thing I noticed, oh he got a British accent. Oh, then the next thing I noticed was, oh okay he's sexy chocolate. Now that's 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 a run of the meal. That's a run of the meal. So I I didn't go. I went from. Oh, he on this this person is right, on the show. I'm listening talk to show. him talking. Yeah. Right. But in everyday life, you yeah. you feel to sit here and tell me that the first thing you start to look for is the person's intellect. Yeah. No. I yes, I do. No, you don't because okay, you can't let me know tell you something. Let me you can't something. know their intellect until you sit down and start you sit talking. Sit down to and them. talking to him. I start talking for that you. ain't what I let me tell you, you. something. That Let ain't me go I back. Let's See, take this, you back to baby daddy. This is what you call. This is what you call. This is what you call in the courtroom. This is what you call evading. <laughs> you are evading because the first no, thing. You, Let me take you, you back you to baby daddy. You cannot know a person's intellect until you until have you a have conversation with them. them. And I don't look at people, you know, in that type of way uh, when I'm talking to them. So you don't look at nobody with the intent of saying, "Oh, they built. They built nice." Yeah, you have never been you know in a I mean? position where you said that they go, they, "Oh man, man, they sexy looking." You ain't you finna tell me out of umpteen years of being on the planet, you ain't never looked at a man and been like, "Oh man, they built nice." You want please me to give you a perfect please, example? Please. You want me to give you a perfect example? Y'all watch this. Let me see what he got to say on this one. You want me to give you a perfect example? Whatever. When I met you, I wasn't thinking, oh, he's sexy, oh, he built nice, oh, he whatever. I just got into a conversation with you. Yeah, but I made you talk to me. That's nothing different. That's something different. I made you talk to me. Matter of fact, you didn't talk to me. I I, wouldn't talk to you. Now, let's let's recall the conversation. We're going to tell y'all about how we met one day. let's, Let's recall... We gonna, one day we're gonna tell you about how we met. We can do it right. We can we can do it right now. We can do it right now. This is a perfect opportunity. Hey guys, this is Fire from Insane Rhetoric. Check this out. 
Listen, we need your help in sustaining future episodes, conversations, so we can bring more of the craziness and the insanity to you that's going on in your community, in your city, and in your world. Can you please help us to donate to Insane Rhetoric? And your small, medium, or large gifts are more than appreciated. And we would love to keep this station coming to you and giving you the information that you need about the insanity in your world. So check this out. Please, please, please donate to Insane Rhetoric so we can sustain sustain future episodes. Hey, thank you once again. Fire out. This 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 is a uh, open fluid. See, he making my case. Y'all see, he said I didn't even talk to him. He making my case because I be in tunnel vision. I be in tunnel vision. I just be in my world. I don't be like I don't be like oh he's sexy. Oh he this. Oh he that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you are interested in somebody. I made you talk to me because I didn't think that you was capable of doing the position that they had you doing until I went and found out myself. And then I talked to you from that point. I was like, let me go find out what this woman on. So down in Texas, let's tell the story, sister. Let's tell the story. You want to tell the story? Go ahead. No, you go, you go ahead. I'm pretty sure you're going to have I'm interested to hear this story because go ahead. Uh, go ahead. So down in Texas, me and my co-host, we used to work at, uh, uh, what, what, I would call it a daycare, but they call it a preparatory school uh, that is no longer in business. So I can talk bad about it all day long. So mm-hmm. it's called, <laughs> it was called CLA. Might be in business somewhere, but it ain't in business right there where we were. So it was called CLA, Children's Learning Invention. So one day I was the music teacher there and uh, also did, what was it, a uh, split shift on, on bus driving for, for, the, for the center also. So one day they hired a person for dance, which was my co-host. I didn't believe that. They hired this lady from for dance and just my outward appearance on what I seen and perceived. He was looking at an outward appearance. I just said that. Okay. <laughs> I I didn't need you to clarify that. I just said <laughs> so. So I went down there and they said that she was the new ballet teacher. I was like, all right, this lady ain't no ballet teacher, man. I I just seen some ballet teachers. This lady is not no ballet teacher. So one day I'm coming through the school. She's setting up her equipment, her bars in the in the in the dance room. And I was shocked to find out that she could actually teach dance. I mean, Who knew? she was exceptionally good. And I was just like thinking to myself, she's doing some stuff that I can't even do for us flexibility. And I didn't did a lot of things to stay flexible and limber. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay. So I said, uh, we we bumped into each other one day, and I was like, hey man, you need to come hang out with us at uh, what was it, Denny's? We used to hang out at Denny's, y'all. Yeah, shout out to Denny's, Denny's, yeah, click my heels stay, three times, click my heels three Dennis. times. We used to stay Dennis. at Denny's. So we was down at Denny's, all the crew at CLA, everybody, all the team. 
And we up in there just chilling and having a good time. And I was like, I was like, man, all the reason we invited you out here because we try to find out what you about and make sure you ain't no snitch if you finna hang around with us. And I told, I was like, listen, I couldn't believe that she was a dancer. I was like, I'm like, this lady ain't no doggone dancer. So she was like, she just fell out laughing at the point. So she's like, yeah, right. Okay. I'm like, so we got to talking and got the jamming and everything. And we just talk with each other and just learn more about each other. But this, this is how I met my co-host. There you go. Now that a job that we we didn't too much care for, we used to laugh at everybody in the job because it was so much time foolery going on and didn't nobody know what they was doing. Yeah. But the people who was uh actually hired to do those things that they were supposed to be doing. So it was just, it was just, it was just crazy. But back to my original point, I made a, a judgment on the outward appearance he made a of, he made a judgment on the yeah, outward appearance he but he trying to he trying I, I can i can actually say what i did <laughs> but but i didn't have that judgment let me tell y'all what he did he walked over to me and said some cuckoo and slammed the book down in front of me that like, wasn't the same day though it wasn't the same day, but it was like right up in that moment. That was, that was the same and he day. like it was a lot of testing stuff going on. They this crew they was testing me a lot. Okay. And then he like bam threw this book down like like in a mean spirit way, but he was playing, but he was did it like in a mean spirit way just to see what I was gonna do. And it was people standing around. And I, you know, y'all, okay, this is why he say I'm bougie, because I just looked at him and I and the the people standing around, especially the one that's supposed to be our supervisor, she looked too. And everybody was waiting for me to do all of this and go, sister girl, like everybody was waiting. Everybody was waiting. And I didn't, I just looked at him and I looked at her and I just kept like this, you know. And so when I went outside, I waited because he used to take me to a school where I waited for the children to get out. Wasn't it Bentley? Yeah, shout out to Bentley Elementary. He he used to take me to the school where I waited for the children to get out of school. And then I brought the children, came back with... So one bus driver took me, he did. Another bus driver came and picked us up and brought us back. Another dude in the crew. Yeah. Okay, so we had this a long time going to the school. About 10 minutes. Maybe about 10 minutes. We'd be okay. So early on, like after so bam, he threw this book and I just <laughs> and I went on. I, I went on. That's why you laughing, because you know I did that. Listen. Listen, the funny part about that, I knew you was gonna get me because you had to get on the bus with me. <laughs> so when I got on the bus and I waited till he closed the door. And I sat down, and then we was almost out of the parking lot. We got out the parking lot, and I said, look, mom. <laughs> I ain't going to say it on here. But I used the, the, the initials ML. Hey, it was funny, though, man. I, I was like, don't you ever. <laughs> <laughs> don't get it twisted. Hey, listen. 
I was trying to see how black he was if he was going to pop off in the school. I was like, man, whatever. <laughs> see what I mean? He trying to see how black I was. Because you can't be, you know, and be black. That's back to my initial point with Sandy Newton. Listen, listen, listen. I was just, I was just being funny, man. I was just like, you know me. I was just, I was just. But crazy. he didn't like, tell y'all the part like, about how when we one day, now we we further along in this friendship, and one day we got to the Denny's, and him and the other bus driver I'm talking about, we the way, the way, the three of us sitting there, and both of them look at me and go. Uh, can you pay for my breakfast? <laughs> we friends. I paid for it. But let me tell you something. I made sure they knew that I was spoiled. You gonna pay for me next time. I don't know where you take. Cause it was a it was a it was a girl, it was another girl in the crew, and she liked to pay for people's breakfast. <laughs> Especially them two. She used to like to pay for their breakfast. Man, listen. Let me let me let me let me clear that up for you right now. <laughs> let me clear that up for you right now. She didn't pay for nothing for me. Oh. Oh, Not I didn't nothing. know. I and know. I, was I know like, she was always paying for somebody's breakfast. Yeah, she, that was that was the other brother. It wasn't me. Because okay. my thing was don't get no ideas. I don't need you to pay for nothing for me. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool. You know, I was the, like, only, the only reason the only reason we did that to her because we just wanted to make sure that she was cool and laid back and we wasn't going to have no smoke because if somebody started snitching and telling we had know where it came from because everybody else was solid. I paid for it and I actually said okay so y'all tested me somehow you might as well tell me how you tested me because don't get it twisted you pay for me I don't pay for you. Listen, that was I the said that. Last, I said la- that. Listen, last time we came together, then we went to Diddy. This Negro had the audacity to pull out an AARP card. Yes. I found my niche in the group. Like, what is this? She liked them. Come on. Okay, wait a minute. Time out. AARP. Like 5 or 10% discount. I'm like, what? Like you got an AARP card and you throwing your leg on this bed. <laughs> see, see, I would appearance. See, see, I would appearance get you because I had an AARP card and I could throw my leg up on the bar and do some turns and flips. I, I, listen, I ain't mad at you, man. I ain't mad at you. Like, like this has been, this has been like the best you know what i'm saying it has been the best uh best friendships that i have had in a long time it has been good this this lady actually helped me move i mean just yeah. like straight show up when i couldn't get nobody else at the last minute on certain things she actually helped me move i yeah. was like man you know hey yeah so i'm just saying later, Y'all, y'all heard what I said. I don't go, I don't go by what you look like. Like I that's I don't I'm oblivious to what people look like when I first meet them because I'm interested in the conversation. I'm a chatty Kathy. I like to talk. I get so, to know all right, you. so so not 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 now it gets interesting. 
So the first time you met me, what did you think? He the music teacher? Oh, he the music teacher? No, I mean, once you got to know me, you started talking to me. What did you think? What was your perception then? Oh, he the, car, he the crazy smart music teacher. <laughs> we wouldn't have been friends if you wasn't smart. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, let me tell you something y'all listen okay so it's an episode called baby daddy in season one it's like one of the first couple of shows we did let me tell you something baby daddy i tell you how i met baby daddy and baby daddy i didn't even like baby daddy okay now i could look at baby daddy now some several many couple of decades later and I could still look at baby daddy now and be like, oh, he's sexy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it took a second for me to even get to that. So you so you you dated somebody that you didn't even like. Correct. Let me <laughs> oh my God. Yes. look, let me tell you something. Crazy. If you go listen to baby daddy, I tell you. How I ended up dating him. You know what that sounds like? like him. You my know what sounds like to me? me. You you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like to me like them old people back in the day that used to do them shotgun weddings. Yeah, it was my mama. My mom. I was like, upset. Let okay. Let me just like tell you real quick. Arranged marriages. Kinda. So so let me just tell you real quick. So. Whew. <laughs> okay, so he used to stalk me from school. College. Also, he was a stalker. He was a stalker. Like Ted Bundy? No. Stalker? No. <laughs> but it was like everywhere I was, he would be there. That's a little eerie, don't you think? Why? <laughs> so one day he one day he followed me home. So that's how he knew where I lived. And, and then, then you one, had the audacity to fire you home and your daddy didn't kill him. So then so then one day he showed up at, at the house and he wanted me to go out with him. And I would I I wouldn't talk to him. I just went upstairs. We had a two-story house. I went up to my room. <laughs> he was downstairs talking to my mom and my dad and my sister. My my baby sister. He, but, but, my brother was out of the house by the end. But hold on. Daddy didn't have no questions for him. Like, why are you following my daughter home? Yeah, daddy was talking to him. Daddy was down there asking the questions. I just like, wasn't listening. Why, why you show up to my house? Yeah. Daddy was asking all the uh, questions. Okay, okay. I was going to say. because I just wasn't down there to be able to repeat to you what all the conversation was because no, I, I just, went I'm to just, my room. I'm just making sure this was the old daddies of Yeah, old. this is old school dad, yeah. Because, like, you couldn't come up to yeah uh, old school daddy house talking about his yeah. daughter and he don't know nothing about Correct. you. Correct. That ain't going to happen. That's what happened. <laughs> okay, okay. I... Yeah, that's. So you, 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 so, 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 so he down there talking to my family. My brother was out of the out of the house by then because my brother was older than me. And he down there talking to my family. And then the next thing I know, my mama came in my room, 
came upstairs and came in my room and she was like, why you, what's wrong with this boy? Why you don't want to go out with him? Me and your daddy down there talking to him and he's fine. No, nah, mama, I don't like him. He's stupid. Well, you know, nowadays we would have been something like, I don't like him because you like him. <laughs> and and so like so listen, so I didn't I I mean I have my go out times and when I like so for me, you know, and, and now that I'm older, like I probably will never set set foot in the club. But back in the day, to for me to go to a club, it wasn't about prowling around. It was about just dancing, right? So, so I I, I never was a go out kind of girl. Okay. And so, I mean, I okay, that's another story. But anyway, for the most part, I wasn't a go out kind of girl. Okay, so so the lady, so the lady that we talking about, Newton. So everybody's tripping off of her because she apologizing yeah. to for something that don't nobody know why. So so listen, okay. So, she just, so, she so want, I, I can't say she just won't fifteen minutes of fame because no, she's already, she's already famous. famous. So listen, I watched I, I, y'all watch that show Passing. Did y'all watch that on Netflix? Passing, I so I watched passing after I saw that. And passing, passing. Mm-hmm. I ain't never heard of. It. And it made me think about this person in my life who used to tell me I wasn't light skin enough. Oh, by the way, baby daddy, dark skin. Uh, I just put that in there. Okay. So wait a minute. So I mean, you and you don't date light skin guys at all. That's not true. I, I'm asking a question. Remember, remember, it's about your intelligence. Unless, unless you're twenty some years old and you still live with your mama in a time where uh, you did what your mama and daddy told you to do, and your mama put your clothes on you and and forced you down the stairs to go out with a boy. Uh-huh. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't talk to a light skinned guy. I would. Oh, okay. If he's intelligent. I was just I was just trying to find a way, my segue where I can call you racist. That's all I was trying to do. No, can't do it. I've experienced, like Sandy Martin say, I've experienced racism because people thought I was a lighter skin than them. Would you date a white man? Oh, yeah. You must have had an encounter because that was just, that was a quick roll off. (laughs) I'll tell y'all that another time. That was a quick roll. (laughs) Hey, oh, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you're flexible across the board. Yeah. You don't, you don't have no, you don't have no color boundaries. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So what do you think about people who say that you you should just stick to your own race? That's crazy. Huh? Because love don't have a, love don't have a race. Okay. It don't have a race. It has the human race. I'll let that one pass. It has the human race. No, I wasn't going to say that, but I'll let that pass. I, I think that I think that I think that if someone is treating you in the way that you wish to be treated, 
regardless of their skin color, if if that relationship is a healthy and positive relationship for both involved, it doesn't have anything to do with the skin color. Will there be problems in this world that we live in today? Yes. But I don't think that it's about, um, I don't think that it's about color. But anyway, so I was watching, after I saw the Sandy Newton video, I started watching the Netflix uh, movie, Passing, Passing, which mm-hmm. is about a woman, well, it, they were passing in a lot of different ways, but we're not here to dissect that story today. But it was about a woman who encounters one of her childhood friends who is passing for a white woman in the white world and what all that meant in this time and space for this woman. So you meet one woman who is spending her day shopping in the white world as a white woman. And you see her hoping no one notices that she's black. And people are responding to her as if she's white. It's said in like the 20s, 30s, like that. People are responding to her as if she's white. And she's, you see her in stress, hoping mm-hmm. no one gets it, right? Mm-hmm. She enters a restaurant. She's actually being seated and treated nicely. She's watching couples interact. And she sees a couple where the man walks off and you then the camera focuses in on this woman. And it's her, one of her childhood friends who is passing as white. Okay, so like... Um... So if you've seen The Imitation of Life, it's kind of like that movie, but not... I'm surprised I even remembered that movie. It was so disheartening that because the, like, the mother was clearly black but the daughter she was very fair-skinned right (laughs) but this this one talks this woman did the same thing that that woman did she entered the white world she refused to acknowledge anything about anything being black she even said um she even said uh you know, I don't like black people. I don't want to be treated that way. Um, so those things were similar. Right. Um, but this one was married. Uh, this one actually married the, her love interest and he and had a child and was like making sure she didn't have any more children because that child came out looking white. Okay. So what what you said the name of this movie was? Passing. Passing. Pa- passing. Just passing past so like and it's on netflix Mm -hmm. is that when the white guy and some white looking girl was sitting at a desk and the man was telling them that they can't stay together in the state or something to Mm -hmm. that extent Mm -mm. because i say something that like kind of that's they was like he was dating a black woman but she was fair-skinned and then he was they was talking to uh uh, a guy at a desk and he was like nah y'all can't stay together in this particular place like you are so I ain't know if that, if that was Mm-mm. okay Mm-mm. I don't want to tell y'all the ending but y'all need to go watch it but anyway so I was thinking about Thandie Martin when I started watching that movie 
And I was just like, yeah, this has been a problem racially for Black people forever. We put this pressure on each other to to find some way to coexist in in mainstream world, right? Now, what pressure are you talking about? You put we put what pressure on each other? We put pressure to exist in a white world when when I don't know why because the world should not be a white world. Well, the world is the world is what you make it. If that's the correct. If that, if if that's the society that you agree with and you think Correct. that's what you're supposed to be, that's all about people's perception again. Because my thing is, because my thing is, I don't really care for white stream America. It don't bother me, but the things that they say about me don't move me either. So that's, that's, that's my, my whole point: is that we put so much pressure on ourselves mentally. To, and I'm not talking about me personally. I'm just saying as a culture in general. In mm -hmm. general and I'm not talking about Black culture. I'm talking about culture, period. Period. Us, period. People, mm -hmm. period. We make things about being white or Black when it's just about being human. Right. So. My, my thing is, my thing is, though, sister, people, like you say, like Black people put so much pressure on themselves about being white. If you look at the masses of people when white people right now, they want to look like us. They just don't want the problems that are associated with us. But the look, you, you're trying to have white women that's built up like black women. You know what I'm saying? But I don't even see why that has to be an issue either. I'm, I'm not saying that it is. I'm just simply saying if you despise something so much, why on the backside of it, are you trying to look like that particular race of people if you despise them? Well, I was also, <laughs> listen, let me tell you this. I was also confused by her comments that she was, you know, that she had been um, accused of, of um, taking the roles and taking the men. But she married to a white man. I was like, what, what man is she talking about she took? I don't, I don't know. Like, I think I think people have a problem with just trying to fit into every ethnicity and but try just to be, be who you are. But see, that's the problem. Like we was talking about uh, in season one, when it comes to uh, solitary confinement, people have a problem with being off to themselves, dealing with them. They don't oh, yeah, know how to deal. Yeah. Huh? That was when we talked about COVID, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, but they don't know how to deal with themselves because society is so hustle and bustle that you're trying to keep up with everything and everybody instead of worrying about what you need to do. Once you understand what you need to do and what makes you happy, then you do those things to keep you happy and not trip off of what other people say about you. But to know that, you have to know who you are. And a lot of people in society don't know who they are because they're trying to imitate somebody that's famous. Everybody wants, some people wants to be a Jay-Z. Some people wants to be a, a Beyonce. Some people wants to be a Warren Buffett. But who are you? 
Them right. people are operating in who they are. Yeah. So, but the thing of it is, you don't want to sit and take the time and find out and develop who you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you did that, would you really trip off a person calling you fair-skinned, light-skinned, dark-skinned, or whatever? Because you already know who you are. And And I get it that back in those days, people felt like in order to get a quality of life, if they were a certain shade, that they would just pass. I, I don't, I don't, I know that that for for many black people that that's a, a that's negative, but I I never saw it as negative. Once I came into myself, right? Once I came into being an adult and understanding these things, because at first I thought it was a negative thing, right? But then as I grew up and understood, like I don't see it as a negative thing. If you have the ability to go after whatever goals you have, then you should do that. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so as long as you're not hurtful to people, to, you know, doing um, things that are illegal, like you should do that. I know that, <clears throat> you know, if you look back at history, there were people who were passing, who just left the community, didn't think, didn't look back or whatever would talk bad about the community in order to get what they wanted. I don't know about that, but that's their business. But then there were others who did leave the community, but they found ways to come back around the back end and help. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the act of business. You know, uh, when you are in a certain type of business, (sighs) corporate structure we talked about this where you have to go in and present yourself a certain way because it's corporate america you, you talking about corporate shenanigans y'all go back and listen to that on yeah, the podcast yeah, we on good, apple good. we on yeah yeah it's good amazon it's good. just go back Google. we on everything yeah <laughs> follow so, us though when you go there and subscribe right, right now follow, Push the subscribe follow. button so Push, we, we're talking about button. we're talking about you know, corporate structure and how a person has to walk in and stand up straight and tall and begin to articulate every word that they're saying when it comes to the person that's in front of them so they don't sound like or what you call an uneducated person. So this is the thing. The reason people, Black people, think that way about color, here's a history fact. There was a man called by the name of Willie Lynch, who actually was on the was it the, the Louisiana border, talk about the Louisiana Purchase, where he was talking about how to keep slaves from running off, because every time they run off, they would wind up, the slave masters would wind up catching them and killing them. He said, this is how you cause them to stay where they are and not run off. He said, you pitch one against the other one. You need to go back and read this book. It's called The Willie Lynch Letter, and it's a small pamphlet. But when you understand what he was saying, he was saying, pitch the tall against the short. Cause confusion. I'm better because I'm taller. I'm better because I'm shorter. Pitch the light against the dark. I, I, we, we in the house because we fair-skinned. That's what they used to say. Light skin was in the house because they're closer to white. So they'd be in the house and the darkie would be out there in the field chopping that cotton. So 
That's what he did. He said, if you put this into practice for at least 300 years, they wouldn't, they would go against each other. You would have confusion on your property, but they wouldn't run off. It worked. It worked so well that a lot of people still have that mentality today in 2022. So the thing of it is, you got to know how to break free of the feather chains. (laughs) You have to know how to break free of that mentality that somebody is trying to put their foot on your neck because of who you are. True, there are some people who still wants to put their foot on your neck and put you back into captivity and slavery. Granted, there's different type of slavery. There's economic slavery, there's physical slavery, there's mental slavery, there's all different types of slavery. But the thing about it is you could be better than that if you first know who you are. If you don't know who you are, then you got to make a carbon copy of somebody else who's successful and try to apply it to your life. But that ain't you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wish we get to a point where we're where we stop saying, "Oh, you don't speak like black people." What is that? Oh, you don't. You're not dark enough. What is that? Oh, you light skin. You light bright, damn near white. What is that? They, like they, they doing what we talked about. Yeah, they perpetuating the perpetuating the attitude and the thinking of Willie Lynch that he put into practice years ago. Yeah. So you're, you're actually doing what they want you to do. Right. It's no way that I would have made my son feel less thin because he was a lighter shade than, than me. Like, I just wasn't going to do it. Because I wanted him to walk proud in who he was. Yeah. I mean, I like, mean, I mean. You can't, you can't be the most beautiful thing. I used to tell my kids about one of the most, one of the things that I liked the most about being a black person in America was that you want to talk about diversity. Look at us in all the many different shades that we come in. We like put us all together in one picture just make a line like the Coke commercial. Make a line. Across, they, did y'all get it, Coca-Cola? Okay. Make a line across the world with nothing but Black people. And it's just like an array of colors. It's, to me, it's just freaking beautiful. I agree with you. It is. I mean, like I, like I say, I love me. And, and don't to nobody... be able to say that you're a part of something like that, where listen, there's diversity within listen, your... Listen, I'm, I'm with you, sister. I'm with you. Think about it. I read this book years ago, and at the back of the book, it said, thank you, Black people, for building the country. It didn't say it in those words. Uh, I'm being nice today. So it, it said it in some other terminology that was derogatory, of course. But the insert was like, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Who designed the stoplight? A black man. 
who did 101 things with a peanut? A black man. Who did the first in open heart surgery? A black man. If it wasn't for us, society, society would not be where it is. And I'm going to give credit to somebody else, too. If it wasn't for Black people and if it wasn't for Asians, because America was built off the back of those people. Because they had the Asians working what? The railroad. So, I mean, you can go through history and they can tear out the pages of the book, but it's still there. You know what we have done. You know what we are doing, even to this day. You have yeah. several Black people that are freaking billionaires. Yeah. So, I mean, it ain't nothing you can't do when you when you think about it. I mean, shoot, I remember the story about Oprah and the woman when she went over to a store in Paris, I think it was, when she... The woman followed her around like she was trying to steal something, talking about she ain't got enough money to buy. I mean, buy from here. Oprah Smooth went behind that company, bought the company, and then went back in there and was like, you're fired. She was like, fired? You can't fire me. You can when you own the company. Bye-bye, Becky. (laughs) It's It's all in how you power move. That's all it comes down to. Yeah. I just think I just think that we need to stop, we need to stop pressuring each other, period, across the board, across races. We need to stop pressuring each other, period, into being something we're not. And we need to stop reading into everything that every single thing is about race. Because when it's about race. It's clear. It's blatant. Well, I mean, even when it's not, even when it's not blatant, like, like taking social studies out of a school, you can clearly see that's about race, even though it's not. Or Kyle Rittenhouse walking down the street with a with a a high power rifle. Like, oh, that that was clearly about some race. That's that's what I'm saying. But see, this is this is the thing. I don't believe people, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe that black people will make it about that. I believe, I believe that white society makes it about that because they want to cause confusion in what you do. Look back, black people don't have to feed into that. They don't, but I'm I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying it is not, it's not perpetuated by black people that's perpetuated by white people white society but 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 that person in my life when i was little even though they were hurt by the things that happened to them in black society and white society the things that these groups of people said to them because they were dark-skinned they should never have passed that on to me but no you can't you can't you can't Okay, so there's a term that says that ignorance is bliss. I disagree with that. And the reason I disagree with it is because somebody that's in a form of ignorance, depending on what they're into, it will have them killed if you don't know what's going on. 
So I think that they might have told you that just because of what they had experienced and it's all in how you interpret it. They told you told you those things to better who you are so you can structure yourself to be better than them when stuff like that is presented to you. But sometimes people internalize things and use it for uh, a way to downplay who they are. Well, it's all in how... Go ahead. Let me. Let you I'm just saying. Finish. I think it's all in how you look at it and how you perceive it. But I, okay. But you're telling that to a child, who, I tell you, for a super long time, decade. I, I, I my self image was that I was super ugly. Like you have these women that try to bleach their skin so that they can become no, I don't lighter. Know like that. I don't know nobody. There are women who do this. They bleach their skin so that they can become lighter, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out how to make my skin darker. I thought I was ugly because I was lighter than these people. You right? I thought I was again, ugly right? because I was smaller than these people in my life. Like I had a reverse, it had a reverse effect on me. I was I was the freak because I was smaller. I was the freak because I was lighter. But see, this that's what I'm trying to tell you. That if I'm you a child, were, I'm six years old. But but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I get that. It's certain things that you should not be privy to at a certain age. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But then when you get to an age of understanding and accountability, then you got to take self-interest in self, you know, and a lot of people do make their children feel a certain way about what they're going through. I I, I agree because I have been there in some of those situations myself, but it came a point in my life where I had to say, you know what, forget what they're talking about. Hey, find out about you and what you can do. And, oh. and that was from people pouring into me, telling me that you can do more than what people perceive you to do. Because I can tell you the whole, I'll tell you a whole life story about certain things I'm not supposed to be even doing to this day. So but it's all in how you look at you. So my oldest daughter is maybe a, she's around my shade, but maybe a half a shade, a shade darker. Not mm-hmm. that much, just slightly. And from day one, day one, I would put her in the mirror. I'd hold her up where, you know, we can see in the mirror. She's looking at me mostly, but, you know, she's in the mirror. And I would say, I was singing the My Fair Lady song. I feel pretty. Okay. I, you're, so, you're so pretty. Oh, so pretty. You are pretty and witty and bright. And I pity any girl who isn't you tonight. You are charming. Oh, so charming. You're alarm, it's alarming how charming you are. And you're loved by a pretty wonderful mommy. Okay, I was I was singing that song to my daughter every day. 
And I knew that it had worked when she'd gone through college and everything. And I say, wait a minute, you need me to sing that song for you? And she looked at me and laughed and she said, mama, don't you sing that song one more time. I don't need you to sing that song to me. I'm good. Because it was important to me that I that she knew her self-worth. Now, you want to know, did I sing that song to my son too? I'm pretty sure you did. Yeah. You probably, you probably just rewrote the words. I did. <laughs> I rewrote I re, I rewrote the words again. I sang that to my son. I sang a, dip, a different version of that song to my son. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it works, like I say, I, I just believe, I believe you should pour into the people that you say you love. And, um, you know, that's that's a problem that uh, society has, I think, right now, that they don't take the time to actually pour into the people. And um, structure, structure begins at home. If you're not structured and getting structure at home, when you're outside, society ain't going to give it to you, but society will kill you because you don't have it. Yeah, but now that's but, that's that's the reason I think people are running rampant in society and doing all these crazy off the wall things because if you had structure inside of your home, whether you had one parent or whether you had both parents or you had no parent and you had grandma. If you had structure and was brought up with ethics and morals and values, a lot of stuff you would probably venture off into, but you would be looking like back at your life and and some of that stuff and be like, man, this ain't me. I know better. And you wouldn't be as heinous as some of these people are now. Yeah. So, I mean, like like we were just talking about uh, a show, I think an episode whenever but we're talking about the guy who threw his baby in the river and killed the girlfriend two days after she had the baby yeah if you if you had any type of structure in your life you already you wouldn't even went down that road now you like this guy i think he was turning like maybe 25 Mm-hmm. Two days before his birthday, he was turning 25, he did all this. Now you're finna spend the rest of your life in jail. Yeah. And now who are you good for? Nobody. Because you, I, can't, you can't produce nothing. You can, but I mean, it not a not a things that are the, <laughs> the life is stacked up against you. It makes it hard to do. Not impossible. I just think that if you just believe in yourself, if if you believe in yourself, and that may be hard if you don't have people who be, who believe in you first, you yep. know, like if you're a child, that yep. may be hard. But I just think that if you believe in yourself, then it doesn't matter if the people in your life are white, black, whatever, whatever, whatever race, this, that, and the third. Like you are who you are, and they are who they are, and you can see them for who they are. And so, if you surround yourself with people who are who even want to see you for who you are, then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And you don't have to make these blanket apologies to someone who didn't even ask. Sandy, girl. I agree. We don't, girl, just go and keep making some movies because we need Black presence in the movies, period, for diversity. And like I say, don't trip off of what people say about you or what you what it is that they think you should be doing. Do what you know what you're supposed to do. Sandy. And, and, and then go about your business because people are going to have opinions about people all day long. And they Sandy, guess what? We're going to watch Octavia Spencer with or without you. We're going to watch Viola Davis with or without you. We gonna watch Sally Richardson with or without you. I mean, we gonna watch Halle Berry with or without you. Like I've not already, I've not already named a, a, like a vast array of colors of black women right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just do whatever it is you doing. You don't need to apologize to these women, and they they didn't. No one, not one of them has asked for the apology. Right. And then they ain't finna stop doing what they doing. Because they out here getting it. Listen, Viola <laughs> and Davis live, spent, And living their best life. What, Viola Davis spent maybe 10 minutes on the screen in the movie Doubt? hmm In the whole movie, she spent at top 10 minutes on the screen. Out of a two-hour movie, Viola Davis spent tops 10 minutes out of a movie and got an Academy nomination. Yeah, it's like, it ain't Listen, what you do. It ain't what you do, it's how you do it. It's how you do it. Mur- just, how to get away you? with how long did how long murder how long how to get away with murder stayed on TV? Man, forever. She was on Law and Order before that. Yeah. Play, always playing some kind of lawyer on Law yeah. and Order. Yeah. But listen, I don't know that it's really about your light skin. And we don't care, Thandy. We Nah, you know, the whole demographic is simply this. We right, she we we're not caring. The whole thing of it is, it's about you. That's how it's making you feel. But that's something you're going to need to get over. Because if you think that somebody else is concerned about you, you're not living in a realistic world because the world mostly don't care what you do until you're famous about doing it. Yeah. So Clearly your mama didn't care she married a white man. Like, I'm going to need you to move on with that, move past that. Right. They, they, like I say, I mean, it, it, sorry, sorry you feel bad. Or and you I feel, feel yeah, that's what I'm going to say. But it's time to get up because uh, yeah, we need, need some more movies on, produced. We need yeah. some more movies produced. I'll, yeah. <laughs> that's all I can tell you. Yeah, I'm, me too. I'm sorry you feel bad about that. but I'm, Yeah. Get up and keep it pushing. I'm sure they accept your apology, Sandy. But I'm gonna need well, even if they didn't, it don't matter. So wait, you got money. Go ahead and do what you need to do. You got a life. It ain't even about the money. You got a. You no, got I'm a just life. saying. You got you got bread. Do do what you want to do, man. Do- like I say, man, who cares? Who cares what another person think about another person? 
Like I say, if you finna get wrapped up in that all dog all day long, man, you you ain't finna do nothing because that's them holding you back because you care about what they think, man. Who I don't care about what nobody think about me. As long as I'm doing mm. what I know I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm called to do, I ain't got no smoke with what I do on a day-to-day basis. My people used to tell me, as long as you good with your decisions at the end of the day, keep it moving. What we what we tell y'all at the beginning of this show? That this is insane rhetoric. Listen, I clearly don't care what people think about me because uh, when people think I can't throw my legs up on the bar and uh, are you gonna go back to that and turn around? I thought we was moving past that. <laughs> I, I thought we I thought we had cleared the air on it. I, 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 I thought we was fine. I thought we was fine. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think we was going to go back and get that. <laughs> just say it. I, I see. You're just going to say when I say something, though, huh? I'm just saying. Not, nothing. <laughs> okay, we better get out of here. Okay. We're we getting out of here today. What are we doing? No, I guess we can go ahead and shake. Y'all, li- hey, next week, next week, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> okay, guess what? Next week is what? Super Bowl. Bengals in the Super Bowl. Who your team? He's <laughs> Listen here, Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> Nobody got time for that. Okay, so I'm rooting for the Bengals next next week. Mm, I'm putting my Bengals shirt they, on and everything. I don't think they're going to win, though. That's all right. No, nah, I'm just saying I think it's a money game. I know it's a money game. I don't think it's a money game. You think about it. The Bengals ain't been there for a couple of years, a long couple of years. And then the stadium that they're playing in is uh, Steve, uh, what's the word? Stan Cronky, whatever his name is. Steve Cronky, Stan Cronky, whatever his name is, who used to own the St. Louis Rams here and he was just uh, found um, guilty of taking St. Louis money, so he got to he got to return some money back to St. Louis and um, was the state of Missouri because he let he broke his contract. So they just he just lost that case, but he moved the team out to L.A. Making killer more money, of course he would because the the network out there is just man, it's crazy. So. The stadium that he built. That's why they're playing the Super Bowl. Okay. We'll, no, we'll you, be there. You, you, you ain't hearing what I'm saying. We'll so they just beat Kansas City. Then the 49ers lost. Now you got the LA Rams playing in their hometown, in their building mm-hmm. that they just built. Mm-hmm. And the Bengals haven't been there for a number of years. So mm-hmm. you got the underdog mm-hmm. going against the team that's okay. from there in their yeah. own house. I understand what you're saying, but we're still just going to be there. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm like, that's a that's a money jump if I see ever seen one. I understand. Right? I understand. <laughs> I understand. But I'm still going to have my jersey on. Now, listen, I, 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 understand, I, I, listen. understand. I will not be watching the game. Listen, listen, my whole thing is they don't pay me, so I don't care at all. Until I, somebody start until somebody start paying me about it, I mean then I don't really want I, 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 really I will really not be watching it. the game, but I it's just I, something to I, do. I have my jersey. But on. the Pro Bowl coming on tomorrow, I'm gonna watch that. I won't watch that either. 
the Pro Bowl gonna be good. All the good uh, players in the NFL is going against each other. That'll, that'll be good. I'll watch that. But okay, but see, y'all know, tune in, tune in next week anyway. Insane Ready Week, we'll be here. Tune in. We got a special guest for y'all next week. Well, that's gonna be some time foolery. <laughs> that's gonna be some time foolery. So, who we got coming up? It just sounds like it's gonna be some time foolery. She, she said her name the Red Dragon. The who? The Red Dragon. Okay. So the red dragon. Y'all, the- y'all see the name Insane Rhetoric, right? So the red dragon is gonna be on the on Insane the, Rhetoric. On Insane Rhetoric next week. Yeah. And what does the red dragon do? Is she mystical? Is she, she thinks she's a poet. You think she's a poet? Or do she know that she's a poet? She says she's a poet. Okay, then that's all we got to go off of. Then if she right. says she's a poet, then she's a poet. Now, you think we can get her to say some of her poetry on insane rhetoric? I'm pretty sure we can. It's insane rhetoric. Now, let me go ahead and set this out <laughs> like, <laughs> like this right now. The views that are expressed on insane rhetoric is not the consent of other people. Who come on our show doesn't mean we are in agreement with the people that we have on Insane Rhetoric. I'm, We're just featuring people and highlighting people who have uh, different books, different things that they do. We're trying to bring light to people. Yeah, because we brought Miss Armstrong. You go, go listen to Corporate Shenanigans. We brought Miss Armstrong on. Yes, who was a specialist in that and yeah, um, in diversity that. in in corporate structure and yeah. um. We we brought Miss Armstrong on and had actually a two part because it, it went a long time. Yeah, it did. Uh, corporate shenanigans part one and corporate shenanigans part two. Yeah, Miss Armstrong. So we will bring a guest on. Yeah, we will. We try to bring people on who make sense, but sometimes you know that might not that might go left. But it's probably insane rhetoric. I'm I'm expecting it to go left because it's it's insane rhetoric. It's called insane rhetoric. Yeah, and so so I'm like I'm 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 like trying to find out. So, whew, the red dragon. I'm I'm trying to say what is, what is that synonymous with? That's what I want to know. Like, I don't know. That might like, be a question we have to ask. Yeah, I'm 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 sure. Where did you get that name from? Because yeah. there are a whole bunch of things that depict red dragons, and yeah, most of them that I read are not pleasant. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm gonna change my name to the Reaper for that show. Oh no! But you know, I mean, I might need to have my scythe in my hand, and when somebody get the tripping, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, cause like y'all see me right, y'all see me right, y'all. Like, y'all see I, me I mean, for real, that's you know what though. No, no, I'm I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. So the Red Dragon, the poet, will be on Insane Rhetoric. Next Saturday, that's Next the 12th, yeah. Saturday, February 12th. 12th. And two days before Valentine's know, Day, we don't know what it's going to be like. You will be surprised, and so, and will, so we. will we. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, check it out the next uh week of live stream. We'll be streaming live. From mm-hmm. insane rhetoric, 
with the red dragon. Mm-hmm. I'm actually scared. Mm-hmm. I'm actually scared because I don't know if the dragon is going to turn me into something that I don't want to be turned into. Because you know they say dragons supposed to have mythical mythical powers and they supposed to be like bring fortune depending on what color. I don't the know because you don't believe in mythical stuff and Harry Potter and stuff like that. So I don't at all. And I don't have a belief in it or anything at all because I just read the stuff for the creativity. So. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't, I don't really, you know, like magic, magic itself, the definition of magic is trickery. So you're tricking somebody. So you know, the eyes, the hands is quicker than I, that would be true. I ain't as deep as him, y'all. I just read the stuff because it's creative. I don't believe in it or whatever. I don't either. I, don't I just read it because it's creative. Yeah, I can't just read it because it's creative. I, it it got to have something else to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I can't wait till I have somebody, we have somebody on who wants to talk about some form of religion and then we get to bump into an atheist or an agnostic person. That'll be wonderful. Maybe the Red Dragon will talk about religion. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> How many licks does it take? Oh, okay. Cicero, did you hear that? Did you hear that, yeah, Cicero? Cicero? Yeah, like, Cicero. Is Cicero still in business? Yeah. Did y'all hear that, know. Cicero? I never liked okay. Cicero. Okay, so Republic of Teas. You know what that is, right? Can Starbucks. 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 Okay. It's all about the mocha chocolate latte starbucks cicero <laughs> coca-cola hey. click my heels three times like dorothy hey listen we out here insane rhetoric you know okay come on submit subscribe follow, follow. all the different hey. platforms we told you amazon music anchor fm spotify google podcast iHeart. Podcast, iHeartRadio. Yep. Radio Radio Public, Castbox. Yep. Our Tales. Our Tales. Whole yep. bunch more. Yeah, we got them all. Y'all need to follow us, like us, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching. Hit the subscribe button. No doubt about it. So, okay. hey, it is what it is. So, be looking out for next Saturday. Yeah. We will have the Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Then we're twelve. Rhetoric. Uh, all the followers of the Red Dragon, you might want to tune in to to your to your 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 listening your box and check it out on Insane Rhetoric because it should be going down. So yeah, going hey, down. Check it out, Red Dragon. Insane, Red, next Insane Rhetoric. Red Dragon. Yeah. Insane rhetoric, you already know. So just remember to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric. And we out of here. Bye, y'all. Later. Thank you for joining us on this rebroadcast Monday. And we look forward to seeing you on Rewind Wednesday. Have a great one and remember to enjoy the ride. That is insane rhetoric.